0: Headless. 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 This show is sponsored by Headley. Yeah. Kathy is so awesome. Kathy is so awesome. Sexy and she's awesome. Chaka 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 awesome. Wee! I just heard that in my head right now. Oh is this really? because I'm going to ask that you that for you something? Heard? That's what I it heard. is because
1: you've already asked me for something, yes, that's what I think when you start doing anything nice for me, I'm like, Oh fuck, what does he want now?
0: It's all manipulation, boogie's a manipulator, <laughs> but everyone's in an a manipulator. What the hell is that an means manipulator? you take
1: a. you take the nip between your teeth and you that's right. you nibble on it
0: you n- oh wow almost 300 shows and here we are manipulation grooming dirty filthy sex that i didn't have any this week and kathy a show the following show is for mature audiences only listener discretion is advised and if you don't like it Please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted
2: podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording live on this cold
1: and blustery January evening, I'm Kathy.
0: <laughs> I am Count Boogie. And it's called a blustery. blustery! Because you got that from Winnie the Pooh, bitch! What? I do Happy not wi- have... Winnie the
1: Pooh books and stuff on my shelf. Yes,
0: you do. What? Dude, blustery has never been used in humanity other than blustery day like, oh, it's happy Wednesday, Al. You know, what are you going to do? You can say that next. Don't be ripping off the poo. I
1: am a a bear of very little brain, and that's all I could come (laughs) up with.
0: (laughs) Okay, wait. You ready for this? Well... It's not much of a tale, but I've grown kind of attached to it.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is that I'm the nihilist. I pro- should probably be Eeyore.
0: I don't know where this big storm is. Like, literally, like, Sandra from Trannies and Troubles, like, hey, there's a big storm coming in. I want to make sure you're okay. And and the cashier at Trader Joe's, where I got my peanut butter pretzels, was like, hey, you a big storm coming in at 3 o'clock. And, like, all these people are like, storm, storm, storm. And it's, like, it's five hours after the storm was supposed to come in. And I'm like, uh, hello? Uh-huh. Storm? It's not happening. But I am in the car. And there's a drizzle. Well. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, a drizzle of, like, you know, you know, like a, a, a hundredth of an inch precipitation. Which in Los Angeles is typhoon end of the world type stuff.
1: It absolutely
0: is. It totally is. I'm all bundled up. I'm ready for the storm and uh and we're going to just record this show in a hurricane <laughs> in Los Angeles. But it does remind me. You know what I forgot like 2 weeks in a row? What? Captain Awesome, our friend from Gotham Press Podcast in Bakersfield had me on their show like two weeks ago. And I was going to talk about it and plug them because they're awesome. I I love him. He's just such a cool guy. And uh, and he's like, hey, come on my show. And I'm like, great. So it was so much fun to just kind of, they gave me some notes ahead. This is what we're going to talk about. And it was so nice to just kind of jump in and babble. I don't know if it's posted, but it's Gotham Press podcast, and uh and they're they're really nice people and they have a lot of fun. So it was fun to be with them, so I wanted to throw a shout out to them. Any vagina pounding for you this week, Kathy? Well, there was vagina pounding. Amen.
1: <laughs> Amen. The Church of Cock is in
0: session. <laughs> the Church of Cock was housed in your temple. Ow!
1: <laughs> oh, ow, that's ow. so cheesy. <laughs> ow, the temple of Kathy's crotch. I had a, I had a good time, and I, I I don't know how to say this. I'm going to say it. It's a good thing, but I can understand how some people would say it doesn't sound good. Okay, you ready?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am now ready.
1: <laughs> it's good to disappoint no- you because it's not about sex. <laughs>
0: It, oh, really?
1: It, yeah, it's about me and Creative Explorer. All right.
0: Oh, okay. Let me let me tuck my dick back in my fucking pants. Just
1: fold that dick up and stuff it back in there, man. <laughs>
0: Roll it up, put the clothespin <laughs> on the end because I'm old and my balls hang.
1: You don't want that shit hanging down into your pant leg.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It feels sticky on my leg around my kneecap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me.
1: All right. So um not hearing from him Monday through Friday is a really good thing. <laughs> it's making the my enjoyment of my of our relationship a lot more fun. You know we've talked about this on the show a lot how you need to have your own space. you need to keep your distance and in, in order to maintain a healthy relationship. you have to know where you want to be close and where you want to back off. And this is one of those things that's difficult in a relationship to pull off because it's very easy for the other person to get offended. I can understand that. But this is working out really, really well. I get to the weekend, and I'm just raring to go, and I'm having a good time, and yes, master, and I'll do anything you want. Let me suck your dick. Yes, I'll do it. It's great, Boogie. I love it. and I. I'm gonna say that it's the it's it's having my balance back that's doing it.
0: You are vag juvenated. My my vag is juvenated. <laughs> you are ju- juvenile. Okay, that word is not as good as vagizen, Just <laughs> vag juvenated, we threw it out there. But some people were like, Why don't you make up words anymore? Well apparently this is why, because I'm an idiot and <laughs> I just don't have the skill I had four years ago. When I came up with vagizin, which is the view of the body as you're going down on a woman looking up the vagizin.
1: I, I hate to say this, Boogie, but age does play a role here. You and I are both getting on in years. We're getting a little rickety. The mind's starting to go. The eyes are starting to go. It's, it's not pretty.
0: Vagizin. I don't even have a taco. <laughs> what? See? Your mind's starting to go. Don't cry,
2: the noobies, we've been there,
0: we're here for you. Well, Kathy, let's get into this topic because I don't want to be stuck in the storm.
1: This, the storm that's that's now barely sprinkling on your windshield? Is that the storm? There's
0: not. It's dry. <laughs> it's bone fucking dry.
1: That's always the case in L.A. They, the storm warnings come in. We all brace for it and nothing
0: happens. And then the next headline after nothing happens and all the hype is Town Spared from Killer Storm. <laughs> that was from a movie.
1: All right, We got an email from Heather uh, who wrote to us about some issues she's having. She says, my sir and I have been together for about two years. It started only as a DS relationship, grew into a regular relationship, and we now live together. In those two years, we have really gone downhill and neither one of us know what to do. We are both newbies in the land of kink and are both in our first DS relationship. It started great and strong. Then at about six months, we became a normal standard couple and his being a dom to me sort of slacked off. There has been no DS for at least a year, and we are just sinking. I don't know how to push my sir in the direction of not letting me say no. I'm a pretty big brat. I will argue and not do stuff, when in the past I used to just toe the line. I know I have crossed this line, but my sir doesn't seem to realize I need to be reined in. I feel if I have to tell him over and over again, it kind of loses its appeal. It seems like I need to turn into the Dom, and I have no desire at all to do that. I just want him to take fucking charge and be the Dom I fell in love with, not the unsure sub he seems to have turned into. Ouch! Oh!
2: That's so painful!
1: What in the world? Now then... I hope he doesn't
0: hear this. (laughs) I addressed this email. This email came in like a month ago.
1: Right. More than that. I
0: and, and you know me. I
1: know you. You can't keep your hands off of our email. You go in there and you answer it right away. I don't understand you.
0: And you know what, Kathy? I'm glad I did because I don't know <laughs> if you read the subsequent emails. I did. But I addressed the uh, what I felt was the issue. Um, I suggested it. I did it in a in in the nicest way possible, and then she was like, you know, okay, maybe I'll take a look at it. Like two weeks later, get an email. You were right. This turned into this, and and now we're working on it. Mm-hmm. And I so I'll share what I said, and I'm not saying I I I had anything brilliant to say, but it doesn't take a genius, seeing as you just read this. To see some potential problems uh, like I saw in the email. It doesn't take a genius to see some glaring, glaring problems that it might be. And I just said those. I was much nicer in the email. But reading this today, getting ready for the segment, I got really angry at this email. And then I had to pull myself back and go, this is what being new is. Everybody is entitled to their feelings. But when I responded to her, I responded with a couple different things. But the main thing that just smacked me in the face, just like it smacked you in the face is, you know, for a submissive, you come off real pushy and condescending. And how is that going to motivate me to be your dominant? Like, if you make me feel constantly like I'm not good enough and I'm not living up to your expectations as a submissive, like, at some point, you're just going to be like, fuck off. Right. I There's a point where brat is no longer fun and cute. And it goes back to what a brat originally meant which was a selfish child. And I'm not denying someone feels starved or they're, they're frustrated. And I said, I hope this isn't how you talk to him because if it is, there's your problem. Hmm. And she's like, no, I was blown off steam or whatever, but it doesn't really matter if you have that much resentment to where you're emasculating your dominant and calling them an unsure sub. And like that, I can see that shit in your eyes. I can see that I am not good enough for you. And if you're a brat on top of that, after a while, it's not cute anymore. And so I'm just going to give up. And I'm going to be like, whatever, I'm not going to make her happy no matter or him happy no matter what I do. Right. So that was literally glaring. Now, then it might be, uh, you know, the normal, like we talk about, the ebb and flow of a relationship. And, you know, sometimes it's hot and sometimes it's not, and you work through it or whatever, that maybe he is exploring his submissive side. And there's no shame in that. You can't shame just because you're not getting what you want. I understand that that's frustrating, but you can't turn around and shame someone if they're like, I don't want to be a dominant. I actually feel like I'm going to transition into a switch or a submissive. And that is their journey that they're allowed to have. Right what what wasn't in this conversation was anything that talked about his feelings talked about what he might be going through and talked about how they were communicating to find out what those feelings were well
1: yeah there was part of the email that i didn't put in here where she says we we keep getting told communicating is is the solution but how do you communicate when you're new and you don't know what the answer is. And I I have to say that I understand your um, sure. your anger with this and your frustration when you're hearing something like this and uh, it basically amounts to someone emasculating their partner because they're talking down to him like that. But I have to say from my point of view that this is your, your classic, bog-standard, newbie conundrum. How do you express your wants and needs if you are the submissive? So, and especially if you're new to the community, if you're new to kink, as she says, we're both new to to the to kink. Now, the first time it happens, you don't even. I mean, I this is I this is what I've experienced with friends of mine, with people in the community who who I've listened to and we've discussed this. They don't even know how to behave because you're a submissive. You you read everything you need to read. You learn everything you need to learn. You try and, and be a good submissive to your dominant. And all of a sudden, this thing pops up that you want, that you don't think is going well, that you would prefer if it went in this direction, that you think this is the reason it's happening. All you, you, you. And you don't know how to communicate that because nobody teaches a submissive how to be assertive, how to get their needs met. And so it is a massive conundrum. How do you do this? How do you tell someone, I want you to do this? It's tough. It is not an easy thing to communicate, particularly if you're a brat, because one of your ways of doing things is there's an essence of manipulation in being a brat. I mean, frankly, I believe that manipulation is, is a part of almost any kind of communication. Sure. But particularly if you're a brat in a DS, uh, in a power exchange, uh, if your partner's okay with it and and you're not behaving like a total asshole, that's one of the ways that that you get what you want is you communicate through signs and and your dom gets to know that when you're behaving badly, that means you need to be taken down a notch or two. As we've discussed in the past, not for everybody. That style of communicating is not great for everybody. So I get it. But I don't blame her for having these problems, and I certainly, absolutely do not blame her for feeling frustrated and angry and thinking, I just want him to fucking take charge. Because let's face it, if you're submissive and you get into a relationship with your dominant, that's what you want from him. Yeah. And it's not fair that it's not fair that you're now put in the position where you have to tell him how to dom. Now, having said that, I know how it's going to sound to a lot of people, but I have found myself in this position before, and it is insanely frustrating because you don't know how to get out of it. But your anger and your frustration is real, and you feel your hands tied at every turn. You don't, I can't, I can't tell them to do this because that's not my role. I can't demand it because that's not my role. I'm new to this. I don't know how to communicate with my Dom. And you find yourself, well, I'm just going to write to perverted podcasts and tell them that I want my dom to take charge and not to be a sub. And you're like, well, that's the best I can do right
0: now. So there's my two cents, Boogie. I am not arguing at all with the valid frustration. And, And once again, how I approached her as a newbie is different from how I'm sharing this on the show. The show, I'm sharing my frustration with being treated like that. Because it's not, and once again, there's a lot of definitions to submissive. There's a lot of it. But in general, the idea is that if you are saying, I'm interested in submitting to a dominant, then isn't there some concern for what the dominant might need or might be going through? And this isn't even dom-sub. This is any relationship. Now, I can understand you're new and you're doing all the dom sub and 24-hour exchange and that type of stuff. But in any relationship, if your entire point of view is, what do I get and why aren't they doing this for me? Me, 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 me. Are you really even in a relationship? Does that other person matter? Just ask them, what are you going through? What are you feeling right now? Is there something wrong with your job? Is there something wrong with your family? Is there something that is, what is going on with you? Because that is a direct source to finding out why your needs aren't being met. So when you talk about communication and you don't have those skills, I understand because I didn't have skills and we had to learn those skills. But now I am telling the Perverted Podcast audience, first order of business. What's going on with your partner? We talked about it last week. Why are, why are all three of your partners not wanting to fuck you now? the The answer is with the other person. So that is where you go first. There is nothing wrong with sharing your feelings. There's nothing wrong with sharing your honest feelings that I'm frustrated and I don't know how to address this. That is something that you can do with, hopefully you can do that with your partner. Hopefully you have a partner that you can say, like we say on the show all the time, this is going to be messy, but I don't know what I need to do to inspire you so you can inspire me. Yeah.
1: Well, you're right. We've discussed about, we've discussed all that stuff that communication skills that are necessary, but unfortunately if you're, I don't know how old these people are. It sounds to me like they may be a bit younger. And also if you're new to the King community as they are, if you're new to DS and the power exchange, you don't always have those skills in real life. And then when you find yourself in a power, in a dynamic like that, it's even harder to do. So yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a very steep learning curve, but but one that you can bring your other life skills in to address. Sometimes Absolutely. I think that people who who are in a dynamic like that think that, oh, no, no, I'm a submissive. I'm not supposed to do stuff like that. You know what? You have to find a way. And and I guarantee that in other areas of your life, you have that skill. You have it when you speak to your parents, when you speak to siblings, when you speak to your boss or your coworkers. You have found a way in other areas of life to do it. And for me, I've had the same issue. Even though Creative Explorer and I do not have a, a very extreme power exchange, I find it hard to discuss some things with them because... I have to be in a headspace. There are some issues, Boogie, that when he and I talk, I have to be in a very assertive, independent headspace to discuss. Right. And I, I found in my own head ways of dealing with that. As you say, we have certain words that trigger in each of us that understanding that we're about to have this type of conversation where we both need to be on our toes here. Right. So uh, there's way, there are ways of doing it. I, I'm glad that you... um. I did notice that, by the way, that when you write in emails, you are a lot more uh, logical and kind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, these are two different characters. The the personality that I shared with her in the email was personal because I knew there were feelings. I assumed she was ranting in the email and not directing to him. So I want I hopefully the listeners understand. My aggression is about my feelings. These are my feelings that when I'm confronted with this and a partner won't communicate with me or they won't consider my feelings because I put in a lot of effort to consider their feelings. I put in a lot of let's talk about this. And I've been like this for years and years and years. So it's very frustrating to be with a partner. Now, then, once again, male, female, I don't know. Obviously, you know, the, the numbers. Uh, are worse for females as far as being able to communicate with men and feeling like they can 't say something in this sort of dynamic that i I understand that but ultimately yeah. if you're gonna be with somebody, you need to be with somebody who you can be honest with and you can get messy with otherwise i don't i don't see you ever really having a great relationship.
1: I could not agree with you more. If you cannot communicate these things, why are you even in a relationship? There's so much in life that, that and so many other areas in life where you're not allowed to communicate your needs. That shouldn't be one of them.
0: Absolutely. So
1: excellent, excellent email. I, I'm very... Very grateful that, that she wrote, because that takes a lot of uh, guts to put that down on paper, knowing people are going to read it on the air.
0: They said communication was the number one way. They weren't lying. Now you just need to learn how to communicate. So hopefully all's well Very that ends well. Ish.
2: Ish. I love the <laughs> ish. Love to read your letters. Hope it never stops. We're going to read your letters on Perverted Mailbox.
0: I don't hate. Well, okay, I hate everybody.
1: Yeah, you do. Come on, do, we mean whatever. you don't hate.
0: Fuck them. <laughs> Everyone just kneel and suck my goddamn dick.
1: Un unroll it.
0: <laughs> Let, hang on a sec. Let me get the clothespin. I don't know. My hands, my hands are so moist from this giant fucking storm. Come it's- out. Come in out of the storm, boogie. I can't. I can't. I'm stuck out here. Like, my windshield, like, if I was driving, is almost, Kathy, the rain is so torrential. My windshield is almost at the point to where I would use my temporary windshield wipers. You know, the one that just does one every minute? Right. Yeah, so... (laughs) Fucking Poseidon Adventure coming down the line here. Oh, my God. I don't know how these people are outside... Going into Starbucks to get their coffee. Get inside! Put on a life jacket!
2: Save yourselves! Oh my
0: God. People in other. Those people did not. Give me a good look. I just want you to know. I uh, tried to save their life. They really, totally uh. just. Yeah, there was a whole group of people coming out and I yelled at them. And they just you know, looked at in me like. People other
1: parts of the country are like these stupid people from Los Angeles.
0: I could have saved their life. I swear to God, I would laugh if all of a sudden they drove out and there was like some mystical like trench that's like 20 feet deep of water. And, <laughs> and they all hit it <laughs> and drowned.
2: Oh, my God.
1: That's evil. <laughs> Serves your right. <laughs> this perverted podcast email is from Sissy Millie.
2: Sissy says, Millie!
1: Hey, peepee Crew! I just wanted to say thank you. Today on my way home, you shamed me into not making a bad choice. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> As we all know, 2020 sucked alligator balls. And admittedly, <laughs> It was very hard on my liver, as I found myself drinking more and more heavily as the year went on to cope with the stress from work, home, and the lack of kink, to the point where I felt it was getting addicting. On January 1st, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to give up drinking for a month to prove myself I'm not an alcoholic. (laughs) Well, fuck, this was a bit harder than I expected. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, I'm a bit of an alcoholic because I still found myself craving that nightcap after work to relax and unwind. As I'm leaving work, I'm thinking to myself, you know, fuck it. It's the 15th. I've made it halfway through the month. I'm having a drink when I get home. <laughs> Bargain! <laughs> But no, I turn on the pee podcast on my way home and this Kathy chick starts talking about her food addiction and how some asshole left chocolate at work and how she just knew she was going to take some, but she called her sister for support. Well, Kathy, you were unknowingly my support tonight. As soon as I heard that story, I told myself, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? You're stronger than this. So instead of pouring myself a stiff cocktail, I'm writing to my favorite crazy people that live in my radio. Thanks again for all you guys do, and good luck making it to the 300th show. Sincerely, one of the crazy Discord kids. Yay! Oh, I just love Millie. Can I just say that? I love Sissy Millie. That is one of the sweetest letters, and I'm so glad that any of my crazy was able to help you, even in the smallest way.
0: I, I'm excited about that and once again, because that is what support is and it can come from many many different things. whether you I, I'm not I can't speculate on someone's whether they're an actual alcoholic or they're just trying to get through a hard time where they're kind of programmed to seek that vice more than is healthy for them. Uh, so I'm not going to make a you know any speculation on that. That's your own you got to figure that out on your own. But I know that for me, as an alcoholic drug addict, that the more pieces of support I have, the more of those Kathy sister moments, the more of those ability to go to a meeting, um, which now you do online on Zoom meetings, um, and hear other people talk about positive stuff and how they um, avoid their, their negative vices, the more you have, that's just more ammunition. And and I think it's super valuable that we can be here and be a little bit of ammunition and not just for not doing your vices, but we're like a support for communication and other things that kind of help people get through the day.
1: Well, that was simply lovely. Now, do we have time for one more? I have a tiny, a small one that's a lot of fun
0: to read. It's Perverted Mailbox Festival today.
1: Melissa wrote to us and she said, my dom is currently deployed overseas and I'm looking for ideas I could use to fill a care package for him. I'd like to do a kink box, but it needs to be everyday items that could be pervertibles for discretion purposes. So far I have salami whips (laughs) and I plan on making a batch of pussy cookies. Can you guys please help with anything else I can put in the care package? You know, I had to look up what a salami whip is.
0: Uh It's stingy.
1: It, I guess if you could take a salami whip and really sting. You know what I was thinking of is the licorice whips—those really thin, thin, thin licorice whips that come in just a bundle, right. really long stuff. Because you right. could use those as bondage.
0: Sure. Whereas sure. you can
1: you can swing a salami whip. You couldn't tie it in a knot, but one of those licorice whips you could absolutely tie in a lot. And then you bite your way, you eat your way out of it.
0: That is the win. Licorice <laughs> predicament bondage solution a o k. okay Here's the question I have that kind of confuses me about this. The Dom is overseas, I'm assuming military, and probably in a place where it has to be discreet because they have a lot of strict rules about what you can send uh, to your partner. So is she just sending kinky inspiration like just to remind him of what's at home or is it he going to be doing some kink out there or I think it's just to remind him oh. just a
1: little like like you can uh, he'll know that these were pussy cookies, but he can also eat them. He can yes. whip a salami against his leg, but he can also eat it.
2: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right.
0: I can can just you say- imagine
1: if, if he's a, a submissive and he's taking that whip when he's in the in the middle of the desert in his tent and he whips out his cock and he just starts whipping it with salami whips.
0: And his sergeant walks in, he's all, Soldier! <laughs> uh... uh. <laughs> At ease, uh, (laughs) uh, no ease, as you were, and just like walks out of the tent. He goes, You know what? War is hell. War is hell. And you got to do what you got to do to get through a day. No. I've
1: seen things I never thought I'd see. (laughs) Seen
0: things. So I walked in and that private was whipping his dick with a fucking Slim Jim salami. And I, I said to him, son, you know you can eat those. <laughs> you know you can eat those. Preferably not after you whip your dick with them. But I'm not going to judge. Because
1: it's a crazy world. I'm having trouble figuring out what else you could send well, I was. They would have to be... what?
0: Well, I was like, uh, you could send them the... You know the uh, the parts for a fifi, and and then he puts it together. You know what a fifi is, right? What in the world? A fifi is like a, a self made vagina that you masturbate with.
2: Oh yes. So yes, so I like remember you. Now. So
0: like you take a you take a, a hand towel, and then you roll it up, and you but you roll up a surgical glove in it at the edge. So you right. roll it up. And then you, uh, at the last couple rolls, you put it over like a balloon over the edge. And then you put lube in it. And then you squeeze it. And then you fuck yourself. And it feels like a pussy. Or you could put it in between two mattresses and fuck it. Or, uh, you know, they do it with balloons. Dr. Doe had an episode on how to make fifis. And literally, she had, there was like 30 different types of fifis you could make. So you could technically just send in the pieces here's some gloves and and some hand lotion or you know uh, you know whatever you can get away with sending
1: oh yeah that would be good because then she could send the parts like you say that are needed a picture of herself and Mm -hmm. say hey buddy go take this prop up the picture of me put this fifi on your cock and pretend you're fucking me yeah I
0: like it see what we did there we, I see what we did. We collaborated.
1: <laughs> <What's that>? Okay. <laughs> collaborated is not the vagizen.
0: Whatever. Collaborato is us <laughs> working together. Because it means we collaborated. I see. All right.
1: Well, Melissa, I, if you hear this, I really hope you'll write us again and tell us how it went and what other cool things you're able to put in there. That's a really nice thing to do, by the way.
2: Oh, here's the here's those gloves for your dry hands.
1: <laughs> here's that
2: lotion, honey. <laughs> here's that lotion for your dry hands.
1: <laughs> Oops, I got too much on my hand. I... Where
0: else can I rub this? <laughs> Where else can I rub this excess hand lotion? <laughs> I notice
1: how we both turn into uh, foghorn
0: leghorn when I we say I to... say boy I say boy you're fucking a salami. <laughs> I'm a oh chicken my fuck.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? Tool dip. Tool dip. She could to- Yes, she could send tool dip to him, and and the guys in the platoon would be like. Hey, uh, you got some cool dip some tool dip from your old lady, that's so nice. Only he would not be using it for tools. He'd be like putting it on himself like liquid latex.
2: What? <laughs> you can't send a chemical overseas Why not? It's tool dip
0: <laughs> You can't what he's gonna stick his dick and dip and be like, look, it's like a <laughs> handle for a set of pliers. Exactly. <laughs> Anyone want to give a squeeze? Use my tool? Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now.
1: Right now. Right, right now. now why did I get all twangy
0: there? Right now. Here's some fucking advice. How are you
1: doing, pretty mama?
0: <laughs> How are you doing, pretty mama? A little red-hot chili pepper, peanut butter, and peanut butter, banana sandwich come in your hair. That's what that's what I do. I'm the king. Yeah. I heard that. Like, he was into hair. That, that Elvis she, was into hair.
1: Is that why she spiked her hair up so big like that so he'd have a big target?
0: I guess that. <laughs> I No. I, I, like, it was a thing. Like, he'd jack off in girls' hairs because he didn't want to fuck them. He had intimacy Yowza. mama issues. Uh, you no, never know sad. if it's true or not, but, you know, you're like, hey, he might be a little quirky there. Little mama, little, little mama, little you know, my jizz. Uh, I'm going to give you a little Aquanet there.
1: Uh, Aquanet, I remember that. That's how old I am.
0: That's why we're all getting sunburned now. Because <laughs> it depleted 80% of the, uh, the 80s hairspray Aquanet the, era. 86. Literally.
1: 60s and 70s is what did it.
0: Oh, was it Aquanet in the 60s? I thought it was the 80s. No. Oh, that's true. Everything was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Fucking killers of the ozone.
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, Shayla wrote to us with a one-sentence question. She says, Can you explain dark age play and dark pet play with specific examples? Damn, she's not asking for lies. She wants specific
2: examples.
0: Dear Hustler.
2: <laughs> I know. Dear,
0: dear Penthouse, can you give e- 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 g- examples? So gross. It's but like I... when you know you're talking to someone masturbating on the phone because they only speak in one syllable.
2: Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah,
0: you've done it. You know you've done it. I've done no, it. I've been on the other end of it listening to it. Have you? And you And you? you knew you knew they were jerking off and not saying it.
1: <laughs> Every guy is different. They, some oh, are yeah. just completely nonverbal, and some can have a full-on conversation while they're doing it.
0: Yeah, no. No, I I was never that good at it. <laughs> I was okay. always like, solo syllable. Uh-huh. Yeah? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. <laughs> And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh yes, I love that video game. Oh my God. Well, this is a
2: start this one.
0: Yeah, this is not the definition of dark age play and dark pet play is when you sexualize both of those plays. Because you would not have sex with an actual child and you are not supposed to have sex with animals. Therefore, if it is dark, you are role-playing with a consenting adult, if it is done correctly. You are role-playing scenarios where you're doing littles play or uh, some sort of age play or age regression, and you are including sexual aspects into that role play. And if you are doing pet play uh, with somebody, And you are doing role plays where there are sexual activities involved. Now that is considered dark pet play.
1: That's a simplistic answer, but one that is just filled with all kinds of issues that can arise even within and this. Again, I'm going to say my experience within the King community, even within the King community, there seems to be a very definitive line drawn between the two. So much so that like, as an example, you, Boogie, and Fauna and Abyss used to run the L.A. Littles group, which you had created an environment where you specifically restricted sexuality. You didn't want anything in there so that the people who wanted to play with their inner child and let their little out and sing Disney songs and color with crayons in their coloring book could do that without the, the discussion the people that they considered disgusting, leering, old men coming in to watch them with sex in their eyes, making them massively uncomfortable. Now, contrasted with that, of course, is um, another group in our Uh, In our community, in which sexuality was allowed. And the people who wanted that. That's
0: Lady Solaris, who's going to be on the show. uh, Yeah, who's been on the show. Yeah. Uh, And that is uh... the social of age players, Soap, and they do allow sexual contact. um, So there's room for both. Yeah, there's room for both,
1: but there does seem to be. Even I've noticed a strong prejudice one against the other. There, there are those who stay very firmly in one camp, and those who stay very firmly in the other, and they don't think that the two should meet. Which I always found unusual that within the community there are there are prejudices even in there, where dark age play and dark pet play by some are considered to be you've gone too far.
0: Well, I think it 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 makes sense. When you're dealing with your own insecurities about taboos and even though we understand intellectually after being in the lifestyle for a while and having all these discussions and seeing classes and hearing the debates and the prejudices, we can intellectualize. This is consensual. These are adults. You should be allowed to have, you know, your fantasy time. As long as you're responsible and you negotiate and you talk about your triggers and you have a plan of action, if something gets weird, we understand all that. But there is still that programming, that social programming, that having sex with children and animals is a very bad thing. Yeah. And so when you walk that line in a fantasy role play, uh, then people, they don't want to get that social backlash for saying, "Yeah, go yeah, go ahead and do it. It's hot."
1: I mean, exactly. Look, a, a couple of shows ago, we had a, someone who rode in with that same problem who she uh, a friend of hers who's kink friendly and knows her case fine with all of that, but the minute she heard little's play, she freaked the fuck out.
0: Right? You guys and, are sickos. And,
1: yes, exactly. So I get it, and that's where the word dark comes from because the the two th- sexes absolutely the thing you're not supposed to involve yourself in when it comes to pets or children and here you are doing it so the average person has a the average person who's not kinky has a huge difficulty in accepting that because they they simply cannot they don't they cannot understand and they even if you would explain it to them they would not believe you that in your mind there is a very Thick line between what you're fantasizing about and what you would actually do, and it's, sure. it's difficult, like I say, for the average person to believe that. To believe that there is a line so strong and so big that you would never dream of bringing into reality the thing that you're fantasizing about, or even the that and you're that's fine. And about.
0: that goes the same with most edge plays, and where yeah. you're doing interrogation scenes, you're doing rape role play. You're, you know, some people are into race play. Uh, There's a lot of different things that would be socially taboo, and there's just a part of it that's hot to fuck with. I can't explain it. I can't, you know, I, I don't know what part of my medulla oblongata is, you know, is firing on from my lizard brain. But there's certain things when things are wrong. It's like jokes, you know, shitty fucked up jokes They just crack me up because it's like, that is so fucked up. It makes me laugh. So there's a part of my brain that likes horrible, fucked up shit for whatever reason. And as long as we are making sure that outside of my brain, I am including the thoughts, feelings, and best interests of my partners, then I'm okay with that and my partners are okay with that. Yeah. And if other people don't understand absolutely. that, then then they don't have to partake in those things. And if they want me to explain that and we have a discussion like this on the show, then I think there's a potential that people will at least understand. A little bit. That's very
1: true. Yeah, you're absolutely right, but there's all there is definitely a reason why Uh, even in the kink community, we will keep to ourselves a lot because we know people don't understand us. Even within that environment, there are people who insulate themselves even further because they know that that any kind of dark age play or dark pet play is just something that most human beings can't wrap their minds around. And I get it. And you're right, Boogie. I mean, if someone, uh, if a a non-kinky person was watching someone do cutting scenes because they liked it with a big knife.
0: Blow their mind. Freak them uh, out.
1: The first thing they would... Yeah, they would think, well, if you're going to do that to that person, it's a hop, skip and a jump to just doing it to someone non-consensually. If you're getting off doing that, you're going to get off doing it out in the streets. And they simply cannot understand that line that we draw in our minds where we simply won't go there. And it's not a line that hmm, this is a part where I'm just going to say me. It's not a line that I have to work at. Right. At all. It's just there. If you let me play with a little and this little and I had a consensual relationship and it went into dark age play because we started involving uh, sexuality, there is not even one part of my brain that would also think that it's exciting or sexually arousing to think of an underage child and the same, child in the same way for me the the adult body of whoever i'm playing with, with is a huge part of the arousal right not an underage body so for me it's not it's not even something i have to work at it just does not happen I will say, however, there are other kinks I have that I will never tell anybody about or <laughs> fantasies that do not have anything to do with that, that the line is not definitive. And I would never tell people about that because they stay strictly in my head.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> not gonna tell you, Boogie.
0: <laughs> I'm all you know, once you've put milk in your ass and let a giraffe tongue it out, I guess that's You know,
1: come up with this stuff, you crazy messy.
0: You would be amazed who told me about that one. That's like a thing, like I guess in Africa where they have giraffes that they give people honey milk enemas, and then the giraffe tongues the ass. There's a visual.
1: No, I I don't know if I am,
0: but it's a it's a source that you would be very surprised. I'm not gonna say who they are in case they didn't. Want that information that they knew of this? I don't
1: think they would things. want that information out either.
0: <laughs> but you're saying I don't think they did it. I think they just uh, knew people <laughs> that this was a thing. Which uh, you know I don't know if I agree with that because that's a if you're a giraffe and you're like holy shit, there's going to be some. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This isn't a honey milk dispenser. This <laughs> <That's> gross. <laughs> wait a minute, lift that sheet. Oh God, damn it! I'm licking God. some guy's ass.'m <laughs> licking some guy's ass. I want my agent. I was told this was a straight a straight. <laughs> Where's my shoot. assistant?
2: Todd, get over
0: here. <laughs> Todd! Who put this guy's asshole here for me to lick? This is a abomination. I'm not working here anymore. That's it. hoof hoof. I'm out.
2: Giraffe out.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't so, yeah. need to close out this show. <laughs> no, no, we just need to just keep going. Let the train, the train has left the racks. The cars are individually uh, jackknifing on themselves and Uh, spinning over with bodies flipping out and flying around. There's no flames shooting out the fuel from the train is engulfing it in a giant tornado of fire. People are screaming. That's what this show is, Kathy. Uh Just a train wreck that just keeps on. Wrecking like a black hole of train wreck. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. But no, really. Um, dark thoughts. Yeah. Dark thoughts. Thanks, Shayla,
1: for bringing that up.
0: Got yeah, because I have. Yeah, because I have all sorts of other stuff to say, and I'm just not gonna.
1: Let's not. <laughs> okay,
0: that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Tool dip. Tool dip for your whip it's, <laughs> they should market it like that all right
1: 296 is the show we just did if you'd like to give money we'll take down your bid we'll keep telling stories and hopefully amid all this chaos and distance we'll finally submit to the fact that we love you and we'll never quit doing pp each week as long as you will permit Write to us at Perona Podcast at Gilo.com, to our Patreon supporters. A big dating game finish to each and every one of you. Mwah! Yeah. Take us out, Boogie. Well,
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Kathy, for your delightful poem as usual. So witty and so, oh my God, there was like a gust of wind. Oh my God. <gasps> no. Oh Has my the God. The storm
2: arrived. It's just, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, a leaf fell. A leaf fell, Kathy. I am terrified. <laughs> What? I'm terrified. I should drive to an open space and sit on the roof of my car and wait for a helicopter rescue. (laughs) Thank Thank you to our glorious. This is my last time to talk to you, Kathy. I'm obviously going to die out here. Thank you so much to Headley for being a great show sponsor and to our patrons. Thank you. Hold on, Boogie. Hold on, Boogie. (laughs) No, no. It's
2: all wrong. I love you all, the perverted podcast. It's been an honor to serve you.
0: (laughs) I have to be a little dramatic on the drowning. I can't just drown. Uh, I got to dread. The flood
1: has overtaken
0: you. (laughs) Okay, back to scene in three, two, one. (laughs) Ah, Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Tell you, <laughs> I love uh, her. And die me. already! Die! <laughs> Shut up! I'm dying. <laughs> tell Bunny that she's got a great ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I think Bunny knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The death rattle. <laughs> I'm right already. Just get it. Stick your. Stick your toe in the grave already. <laughs> we'll see you guys next
2: week. Woohoo! I was an only child, now I feel like I am. Everybody talks to me like I'm an idiot. I'm not an idiot.